Welcome to episode 38 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is Saturday, people. Saturday, the 14th of September, 2000, 2019. Um, how are we doing? How was your week? Are you enjoying your weekend? Who knows? Who knows? It's about, um, it's about fucking 10 o'clock here. Uh, in Briggs Towers, uh, just settling down to get this done and bashed out before the deadline. Um, did you have a good Friday the 13th? Friday the 13th yesterday, fucking hell. Did anything unlucky happen to you? Um, did you fall over? Did you die? Uh, and uh, listening to this podcast from the other side through some sort of um, parallel universe device, I don't know. I don't know. I imagine you didn't die. Um, it's all a bit weird, the old Friday the 13th thing. I mean, I always find. I don't see, um, I don't know why um, it's considered unlucky. That could be, this could be something worth Googling. Let's have a little look. Uh, superstition surrounding Friday the 13th. They're fucking, it's always weird, isn't it? Yeah, look at it. It dates back to fucking Jesus, doesn't it? Everything goes back to fucking Jesus. Uh, the original, the originating story of Jesus, Last Supper and Crucifixion, in which there were 13 individuals present. Wasn't it the 13th one? Judas, wasn't he the one who betrayed him for um, the uh, fucking how many pieces of silver? I don't know. I don't know. It's just another story, isn't it? It's like Harry Potter. It's like Harry Potter, um, but sort of like describes how um, our... Uh, world was formed, our Western world. Obviously, people listening in the Far East and that sort of thing. This has no bearing uh, on your um, on your uh, adaptation of what happened uh, with the creation of things, um, in which thirteen individuals, thirteen individuals present in the upper room on the thirteenth of Nisan Maundy Thursday, the night before his death on Good Friday. Uh, while there is evidence of both Friday and the number 13 being considered unlucky, there's no record of the two items being referred to as especially unlucky in conjunction before the 19th century. So, like, it's a fucking 19th and 20th century construct. Is that it? Like, we haven't got enough fucking um, things to be superstitious about. They just put them in. Like, right towards the end, just so we have to deal with that fucking Friday the 13th shit, and then they can hand out fucking um, shit films about it. Um, that's that's probably why. That was probably why. It, um, it was a big market employ by the Friday the 13th fucking film producers, and just thought, yeah, we'll make the most of this superstition. All those superstitions are weird. Like breaking a mirror. I broke a mirror the other week. Uh, I've got like, what is it? Seven years bad luck, is that it? What happens if you break a mirror by dropping it on the floor and the, the floor is covered in four-leaf clovers? Does that, does that cancel it out? <laughs> I have no idea. Is there any way of cancelling it out? Like the seven years of bad luck you you get for breaking a mirror um, by accident. Also, is there a qualifier on that if you do it by accident? Say it tips off. Say, for example, it tips off uh, the top in your bathroom and lands on your taps. You know, for instance, I'm just trying to cover my own ass here. There's that other one as well, isn't there? 
Um, what is it? Don't put new shoes on a fucking table. That's meant to be bad luck as well, isn't it? New shoes. How the fuck do they make the shoes in the first place? Are they making them on the floor? I don't know. Or do they just, like, for the last bit of stitching, when the shoe is complete, they move them to the floor and off the table so they're not completely new shoes um, when they've finished the last bit of stitching? Is that how they class it? I don't know. I don't know where the divide there is between... uh, Normal luck and bad luck with the new shoe situation. My mum uh, always says about that new shoes on a, on a uh, on a table. Uh, I don't know. I don't buy that many. Well, I buy I buy trainers more. Does trainers count? I don't know. What's the definition? Any sort of footwear on any sort of device that can be described as a table. Um, they ought to clarify that. I think. I don't know. It's all a load of bullshit, really, isn't it? Eh? It's all a load of bullshit just to... I don't see the... You know, usually these things have, like, in the past, they'll have a reason behind it. Um, I imagine bad luck mirrors because they were fucking expensive years ago. Um, I have no idea what that's about. That could be worth Googling as well. Let's have a little look. Fucking hell, we'll Google heavy already in this episode aren't we? Um, let's have a look. Bad luck. Mirror. See what See what we've got here. Bad luck. Mirror facing bed. Oh, Jesus. I've never fucking... Ah, Jesus. Is it? Is bad luck... I imagine it would be. Like bad luck mirror. That's the first thing that comes up on Google. Uh, although I have typed in bad luck mora. So, uh... <laughs> That could be part of the spelling mistake there. Uh, Bad luck mirror facing bed. Bad luck mirror facing door. Bad luck mirror facing your bed. Is it bad luck? Feng Shui. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Feng Shui. Tips for a mirror facing the bed. A mirror directly facing the bed depletes your personal energy. That's a load of fucking bullshit, isn't it? Depletes your personal energy when you need it the most. What about these perverts who have a mirror over the bed? Does that deplete your personal energies? You're seeing your ass banging into your fucking partner. I don't know. At night time when your body does its repair work. So like when you're asleep, your body's still there going, well, I can fucking see myself in the mirror. I'm not going to repair anything, am I? It gets all fucking self-conscious. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh dear. I'm not going to fix myself now. You'll have this. I'll, I'll just have to put this off till morning when I'm not facing that mirror. A mirror facing your bed is also said to bring the energy of the third party into your intimate relationship. Have a bit of a threesome uh, with yourself in the mirror there. I imagine that's what that's intimating. Fucking hell. There's some fucking bullshit in there around that people believe. Is it bad to have a mirror face in your bed? According to Feng Shui, if you aren't sleeping well, a mirror in your bedroom could be the culprit. That could be it. It's not your partner snoring their fucking head off or kicking you in the face every night. It's the fucking mirror. That's what we're down to. Jesus fucking hell, man. Um, It could be that you're just like a bad sleeper. That could be it. Maybe you're not tired enough. Maybe you're a bit of a couch potato like me. And uh, not doing anything all day and then struggle to sleep at night. Ah, dear. 
Hey, man, my brain's just whirring at a thousand miles an hour. I just can't shut up. Shut up, people who say that. Jesus, I can't sleep, man, because my brain's just like wired. I'm thinking of ideas all the time. What did you do with that? Nothing. Nothing, did you? Uh, sorry, we've gone off on the tangent there already. Uh, already on the podcast, we're on a little bit of a rant there about fucking mirrors. Uh, yeah, anyway, I've got, like, whatever amount of bad luck I'm meant to have. Uh, six years, um, 11 months, and about 20 days left. <laughs> Something to fucking look forward to. Oh, I can't wait for that. Uh, anyway. Uh, what have you been up to this week, Ben? I shall tell you, people of the world. Um, I shall tell you. Uh, I have. Um, I've been gigging quite a bit this week. Um, most of them have been all right. One stood out. Um, most of them have been like so-so, just sort of like going through, uh, trying to rehash some of the new stuff that I've been doing. And um, that'll be available once I get it recorded somewhere decent. And... Um, uh, and just like nice gigs all week. Nothing like there was one, uh, one notable gig, but only for other reasons other than um, what happened on stage. Fucking Hemel Hempstead on uh, when was that Thursday night? Was it? Let's have a look at the old diary here. Fucking Jesus, they all mould into one man. I tell you, uh, they all start moulding into one. Yeah, Thursday night, uh, Hemel Hempstead uh, was at a place called the Monks Inn to keep the religious theme of this episode going uh, from the Jesus story earlier. Um, yeah, the Jesus, yeah, that Jesus thing, it's got to be, isn't it? Like, wasn't like Judas, the 13th disciple, and he got all the fucking cash for betraying Jesus and then spent it on a fucking rope and hung himself. Ah, dear. Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, it was a place called the Monks Inn, uh, in Hemel Hempstead, which was uh, a nice gig, to be fair. Um, the only problem was I got to the fucking gig and it took me ages to park up because the postcode I was given was for a fucking park, uh, park, park, a car park that was fucking miles away. And um, the postcode was miles away from the actual car park. So I had to fucking look around for the pa- car park. By the time I got to the gig, I was fucking dying for a piss and it had just started. Uh, I was closing, headlining the gig. And uh, I walked into the place and thought, oh, fucking hell, I've just made it with uh, virtually pissing myself. And um, the fucking stage was set up right in front of the toilets. So you would have had to walk through the act who was on stage. And there was three toilets behind a ladies, a gents and a gents stroke ladies. Very progressive there in Hemel Hempstead. Hey, man, you got a toilet for me? For me with my fucking special little pronouns? Uh, yes, they have. In Hemel Hempstead at the Monks Inn, they have a man-stroke-lady picture on the toilet. Um, basically, as I found out uh, after that, um, uh, yeah, so I had to walk in. So, so I right to the geezer around the gig and then fuck off to a fucking estate pub opposite. A fucking sea of fucking kappa uh, sportswear in there and um, go for a piss in there. And then, um, oh, God, yeah, the most pain. So the audience were looking out of the fucking where the toilets were and the stage was set up in the toilet. So the backdrop was basically three fucking doors. 
to a toilet. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I had my piss in there, just about made it. I was like, fucking hell, man. And then got looked at a bit weird because you do if you just go into a fucking pub and use the toilet. You're either doing cocaine or, like, in a state pubs like that, uh, where everybody knows each other, it's clearly obvious that you're just using the toilet uh, rather than a fucking bush. Um, that's one of the worst things, by the way, as you get older. Can I just say that? I don't know what happens with the male body. Or maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me who can't travel any more than an hour without taking a piss. I know. That's how I do gigs now. That's how I travel to gigs. I think, oh, uh, I used to think when I first started off doing stand-up, like uh, 11, 12 years ago, I used to think, oh, that's going to be an hour and a half. That's like two hours to there. You know, anything over three hours, you're like, oh, you're probably going to have to add another hour. So that's four hours or whatever. I think of it in pisses now. That's what I think. Oh, yeah, hour and a half. That's uh, one and a half pisses I'm going to fucking need. By the time I walk through the door, I'm going to be desperate for another fucking piss. I don't know what that is. How my body's wired up or what. I never believed this when people told me when you get older. Um, you'll need a piss all the time. I spend half of my life fucking pissing now. I seem to drink a cup of tea and then two fucking gallons of piss comes out. It just seems to multiply inside my body at the moment. Uh, anyway, it's a bit piss heavy, as I was when I arrived at that gig. Ah, <laughs> oh, fucking hell, man. Jesus. I'm going to start having to take a fucking heewee around with me in the car. That's the that is the worst thing, being stuck in a fucking car in a traffic jam and needing the toilet. That is fucking torture. That's how they ought to torture and um, how governments ought to torture people. Fuck waterboarding. Just stick them in a car on the M25, and uh, after they've drank about like two gallons of water, and just after about twenty minutes of being stuck in a fucking traffic jam, they'll tell you anything. Just for a fucking porta potty. Anything, I tell you. Um, yeah, so the gig there was, uh, it was a nice gig after I fucking had to add the piss after that. But the worst thing was, then obviously, if you've had a piss, it got to the time because like the uh, the time was trekking on and it got to about like 9.30. I think I went on stage about 10 o'clock. And just before I went on, I was like, oh, death. Fucking hell, man. That food's kicking in. That's what that starts doing, doesn't it? The food starts kicking in and then you need a shit. And uh, the toilet I went in was the man's toilet because I uh, I associate myself and define myself as a man and walk through there thinking, fucking great. Got the old um, moist uh, pack of moist toilet um Toilet paper in the old back pocket that I take round with me because nobody's ever got any fucking toilet roll ever in any pub in England. Never take a shit in a pub in England. They haven't got toilet roll. I don't know what that is. I don't know whether it's because of the lack of business, because of the smoking ban, but there is a distinct lack of toilet paper everywhere up and down the country in pub toilets. I don't know. It's a weird campaign to... You know, I ain't going to get people marching in fucking London for that. What do we want? More toilet paper. When do we want it? Well, when we're taking a shit. It's got a certain ring to that. 
It's got a certain ring to that, I know. But I can't see millions turning out for that um, like they are to uh, at the moment to reverse the Brexit decision, uh, which is never going to happen. But they do it anyway. Just do something constructive like that. That's what I might try and do. Just try and hijack one of them protests in London and see what happens. See if anything happens. Mysteriously fucking toilet roll starts turning up in fucking pubs. That is an advertising campaign that somebody like fucking Kleenex or Andrex should fucking do. Um, They ought to do that. Toilet rolls and pubs. Anyway, so I went into the fucking... um, The... uh, Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, the gents' toilet, as it was, and it was literally just like a cupboard. Uh, So, like, and walked in there, and the only thing they've got in there is a fucking urinal. (laughs) Ah, it was brutal. Ah, fucking brutal. And the audience are facing the fucking toilets. So I had to, like, squeeze out a bit more piss and then go back skulking at the back of the gig, uh, wait for another break, and then uh, then take my shit. Uh... (laughs) Ah, it was uh, every conceivable... Uh, way of um, defecating and pissing uh, seemed to be blocked to every opportunity in Hemel Hempstead at that gig. Um, but for those worried about uh, out there and wondering at the moment, for those of you wondering, everything went fine. Um, it was a great piss and a great shit, and the gig was nice as well. I mean, that was the, that was. The, you know, you change your priorities a little bit if you need a piss or a shit, don't you? You know, you up and down your standards of cleanliness as well. Definitely. That's one thing I've noticed. There's there's sometimes when you look at you, you go into a public uh, toilet and you think, oh, fucking hell, that is disgusting. And that's when you're not absolutely desperate, isn't it? It's like the old train spotting thing, the worst fucking toilet in Scotland or whatever. Uh, when you look at that, and you think, oh, Jesus, that toilet's disgusting. And then suddenly, suddenly when you're that desperate for a fucking piss or a shit, you'll do it anywhere. You'd shit on top of somebody else's shit. Festivals, that's the worst I've ever seen. I think when I went to the, I went to the Reading Festival in 95 and 96, and uh, festival toilets are the fucking worst. They're just a pile of shit. And you're shitting on somebody else's shit. Um, and it's, uh, but if you got to go, you got to go, man. And yeah, we are all human beings. Hey, even the queen takes a shit, doesn't she? You know, I imagine she's never done it in a festival toilet. I imagine everything is pristine. Apparently, everywhere they build that she visits, uh, that she visits, 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 visits. Yeah. Why, why have I forgot how to say that word? Um, uh, everywhere she visits, apparently, the Queen uh, has a toilet built specifically for her so she can use. And, um, yeah. So think about that. If you're building uh, somewhere where you want the Queen to come and open, you've got to build her a fucking shit house as well. Um, Royal Dalton, that would be the archetypal... Um, Hardware to use for the Queen, I imagine. I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm a, I imagine she's got a seat made out of fucking corgi skin or something like that. I don't know. Or fucking leopards or gold, uh, gold fucking um, turrets on the top of a fucking bog. I don't know. I don't know. We're getting a bit sidetracked. Uh, the point I'm trying to make is... What is the point you're trying to make, Ben? I don't know. Do I? I don't know. Uh, that's what this is. It's just a ramble. Uh, the point is, the gig was nice, um, and I managed uh, to uh, conquer uh, the torture of um, of the fucking toilet situation. But that is fucking... That is the worst thing. I fucking hate that, man. Being stuck somewhere, and you're dying for a piss... This is my whole reason why I never go to the cinema, because I know, unless it's a fucking film that's an hour long, which they never are, you know, for me, like, Avengers Endgame would have been fucking hell. What was that? Was that about three hours, that film? And that's three pisses. That's probably, like, five minutes there, five minutes back, ten minutes. I'm going to miss half an hour of the fucking film just by looking at my own dick fucking passing water out of it. Pointless, pointless people. You can wait for the DVD, pause it at home, love it. I've just talked for fucking 20 minutes about fucking pissing and shitting. Jesus. Uh, It's taken me longer to talk about it than it actually does to spend doing it. Anyway, um, yeah, I hope your Friday the 13th was good and nothing fucking horrible happened to you. Uh, That's the main thing. Um... What have I been uh, fucking annoyed about this week, apart from not being able to piss at a gig? I'll tell you what, people out there. Uh, I'll tell you what I did see out there that is... Uh, I don't know whether it's a trend or not. You don't know with these things now, do you? I don't know whether this is a trend or not, but I saw this on the internet, and it could well be. But, like, my fucking whole um, alarm bells were starting to ring that this could be bullshit. Um, it could be bullshit. Um, but teens, apparently, teens specifically, this was the headline on it, teens specifically are gluing their top lip up. Now, uh, (laughs) I mean, you know, female teens, women teens, you know, girls. They're girls, aren't they? If they're in the teens, they're girls. They're not women, are they? I don't know. Anyway, until they're 18. I don't know. Let's not get into that debate. Um, teens are gluing their top lip up um, in the illusion to give them bigger lips. Now, the fucking story of this was fucking hilarious. Um, it was just the picture of this girl who'd uh, she, she'd had quite a thin upper lip and then she put some glue just above where a little Hitler moustache would go. A little Hitler moustache of glue uh, was on there. And um, uh, glued a fucking top lip up, and to make a top lip look more pouty, and it looked fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it was one of the funniest fucking things I've seen. It looked like them. I don't know. Years ago, you used to be, you'd be able to get like fake fucking kiss lips or whatever that you'd just put in, and they just looked like it looked like somebody had drawn lips on her in, with felt tip pen. <laughs> I'm so hoping this is a fucking trend because when it gets hot outside, you know that glue is going to give, isn't it? Like that, that glue is going to give and uh, it's just going to be popping them lips down. Uh, Fucking hell, mate. That must be one of the, would have been one of the most disappointing blowjobs ever given, I imagine. I don't know. 
how old this girl was. So uh, let's not sexualize her, Ben. <laughs> End up in fucking court with that. But she looked about fucking 17, 18. Hey, that's what they all say, isn't it? That's what they all say. <laughs> that is the cast iron defense that fucking Weinstein's going for, I think. Hey, she looked 17 or 18. Her lip was glued to a fucking upper lip. Uh, was glued to underneath the fucking nose. Jesus. Uh, but they, seriously, this girl, beforehand, she looked, uh, you know, attractive enough. I ain't gonna, you know, <laughs> again, I don't know how old she was. But she looked attractive a lot enough. And then suddenly, she looked like a fucking sex doll. <laughs> You've got... Teenage girls modelling themselves on the same look they give a fucking sex doll. Ah, Jesus, man. If that is a trend, I fucking hope it is. I want to see it take off around the world where women are just gluing their fucking top lip. Who came up with that fucking idea? Somebody fucking around with, like, super glue, trying to glue something. I've heard of people trying to glue on fucking, like, you get, you know, Women gluing on fucking eyelashes and fucking eyebrows and that sort of shit. But really, we're gluing fucking our lips up now, aren't we? Just to make them, you know, instead of having collagen injected. Oh, I imagine it's cheaper. Just get some super glue. That's that's how the first person must have done it. Just glue sniffing and smiled and then suddenly like, oh, fucking hell, my lips. Hey, actually, I look really good like that. Oh, I imagine she wasn't glue sniffing. That's old school, 80s, that is, teens, isn't it? Old school 1980s kids were glue sniffers, weren't they? Grain Jill, all that sort of shit. Um, glue sniffing and aerosol cans. That was that was the 80s um, that people used to, um, kids used to do. Like I know some people who used to sniff aerosol cans, links. There was something in there like this. It was probably the CFCs. Hey, that's why we've got no ozone layer, unless it's repairing itself. Apparently, as I read uh, recently, it's repairing itself. Uh, good on the old ozone layer. Um, but apparently, um, yeah, it was the CFCs or something like that in the fucking aerosol cans, um, which eventually destroyed the ozone layer, um, which um, is... A, 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 that the people used to sniff and get a fucking high off it, apparently, in the 80s. I imagine it would still work today if CFCs were around, but they're not, are they? Because they got rid of them to save the fucking environment. And look at us now, fucking tripping over fucking polar bears everywhere. <laughs> apparently, I don't know if this is true. You can fucking misquote me on this or whatever, but somewhere in my brain I've got something that... The guy who invented CFCs was also the guy who put lead in fucking petrol to make engines run smoother. So he did that and then, like, he invented CFCs as well. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I can Google that. I can Google that, but I'm willing to just throw that out there and say that is absolutely 100% true and I'm willing to look a fool. A fall for you people, for you listeners. You can prove me wrong and send in and um, uh, s- <laughs> and slag me off if you like. 
<laughs> I don't fucking care. But somewhere in my fucking brain, I'm sure that's true. I'm sure it's true. Uh, and if it's not, then my whole entire belief system has come tumbling down. It's like it's our aliens turned up. Like uh, for uh, religions of the world, they'd just be like, fuck. Um, did God make everyone and the aliens? No, you got nothing to counter that, have they? Um, that's probably why they're keeping them a secret. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that was one um, story I saw this week. And uh, it was fucking... Um, uh, <laughs> it just made me... You've got to look at the pictures, man. It's fucking great. They look like a fucking fish with its lips stuck in a fucking top of a bottle. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Well, we're on 28 minutes. Fucking hell, I've rambled on this episode. Fuck, I haven't got time to do uh, the new bits I was going to do. I'm going to have to make these longer, I think, uh, people. I'm going to have to make these podcasts a little bit longer um, just to, um, just to uh, fit everything in. Because uh, I've got some new bits that I've been promising to throw in, which I'll have to start on Tuesday. And it's going to be a regular thing I do. I know. I know. It's a little bit rushed. But anyway, let's end on this. 74-year-old woman gives birth. Fucking hell. No shits. Um, let's have a look at this. 74-year-old woman reportedly reportedly gives birth to twins. Well, she either did or she didn't. Uh, doctors believe new mum, uh, Mangayama Yaramati, uh, is the oldest woman in the world to give birth. A woman in southern India may have just set a mother, a mother of, oh, fucking hell, they've used a pun there, sorry. I uh, tried to ignore all puns. A mother in the southern India may have just set a mother of a record by giving birth to twins in her 70s. Fucking hell, I bet they have fucking strolled out. Uh Whose age has been <laughs> whose age has been reported as both seventy three and seventy four? That's not the kids. That's her. Uh, gave birth on Thursday to two little girls, two little girls uh, who were conceived via uh, in vitro fertilized IVF. And it according to new, yeah, fucking hell, she's having IVF treatment at that age. Doctors deliver the girls via a cesarean section, and what was the culmination of? Yaramati's 57-year marriage. That's what you want in your 70s. 73, 74. That is the ideal age to have kids because they're still fucking cute, aren't they? Like, 73, 74, the average person lives till they're 80. They've got six years from zero until six. Kids are still cute, aren't they? And then you're fucking dead. You die at 80. And the kids have those difficult teenage years all by the lonesome. And you ain't got to deal with it. That is the fucking ideal age to have kids. You get that cute stage where they're all cute. You see them walk for the first time, see them talk for the first time. And then bang, on their sixth birthday, you die of a heart attack and leave them to sort their own fucking teenage <laughs> teenage fucking life out. Ah, Jesus. That may be made a little bit more difficult. Uh, Doctors delivered the girls via caesarean section. Oh, right, yeah. No natural birth. She'd have fucking popped a hip out, I imagine, in what was the culmination. uh, Oh, fucking read that. We tried many times and saw... No shit. You've been trying for 57 years to have kids. We tried many times and saw numerous doctors. So it's the happiest time of my life. Um... 
the twins were conceived through IVF with uh, sperm, uh, a husband's sperm fertilizing a donor egg. Oh, right, okay, because Yaramati had experienced menopause. Yeah, about fucking 40 years ago, 30 years ago, maybe. Uh, Jesus fucking hell, man. But it wasn't a smooth experience by any means. The day after Yaramati gave birth, her husband suffered a stroke. (laughs) Oh, fuck me, man. Uh, You're a dad. Oh, fucking hell. Face suddenly drops and was still being treated in hospital. Fucking hell, man. The doctor who delivered the babies told the Washington Post they're fucking <laughs> too old to be parents. No, uh, that she had a birth certificate that said she was 74. Those involved in the delivery claimed this makes Yaramati the world's oldest mother. But newspapers pointed out that her age was not immediately verifiable. Well, fucking, I don't know. You, you can tell, can't you? You can <laughs> I imagine at 73 or 74, there's not a lot of difference there, is there? You know what I mean? There's not going to be many mothers in that ballpark area, you know, or popping out twins at that age. Uh, Fuck me. Jesus Christ, man. You, You see, you can achieve anything. If you want to do something enough, you can be a parent now at 70 and have the best parenting experience. Um. And the good thing about it, I imagine, she'd be able to stand up and still breastfeed her kids <laughs> as they're on the floor. Ah, oh, Jesus fucking hell, man. Uh, that's what could happen to me, people. That might be it. I might finally become a father in my 80s, have a stroke the next day, and then fuck it, I'm out of it. Uh, what are we on? 33 minutes, people. 33 fucking minutes. Okay, that was episode 38. Uh, next week on Tuesday, I will be starting all the new things. So I'll have a bit of a different sound to it. Um, I mean, I might do some fucking little jingles in there and shit like that. And um, a little bit of other stuff in there as well. Um, so the episode might be getting longer, people. Thank you for tuning in all over the world, as you are. Uh, and I hope you're enjoying it. If you want to uh, message me about anything, you can just email me at uh, the podcast email, which is podcast at uk. That, as I say, people, is episode 38. I will be back on Tuesday. Take care till then, motherfuckers.